The Alberta Law Society voted yesterday to reject a motion that called on the body to end its requirement that lawyers in Alberta take mandated continuing education courses. At the center of this motion was a course called The Path, which is a course on Indigenous history and culture. 51 lawyers got together and signed a petition saying they wanted to see this requirement suspended by the Alberta Law Society. 400 signed a counter petition saying, no, 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 we need to keep it in place. It's valuable and it's important. So it went to the society yesterday. They voted to keep it in place. There was almost 5,000 Alberta lawyers that registered to attend the meeting yesterday. It was held virtually. Uh, In the end, 2,609 votes against the motion, 864 votes in favor. So 864 were in favor of ending the education. 2,600 said, no, we want to keep it. Uh, The Law Society said that 3,473 votes were cast. That's how they broke down. So the mandatory continuing education, specifically the path, will continue for lawyers in the province of Alberta. Joining us now to talk more about the course itself and and, and this struggle, this fight, is uh, Corin Lightning Earl, the legal director at the University of Alberta's Wakatoan Law and Governance Lodge. I probably said that horribly wrong. Corin, did I, was I even close? You're pretty close. Was I? <laughs> it's Wakotoan. Wakotoan. I had the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Okay. Um yeah. This petition that I mentioned, the 400 who signed the petition saying, no, no, we want to keep it in place, that was a motion or a movement, I guess, that, that you started, right? You were behind that petition? It was myself and my four colleagues. Uh, so there was five of us that got together, and each of us brings different gifts. And mine is vocal advocacy. <laughs> and, and so we were able to get together and draft the, draft the, respo- draft the supporting letter, uh, getting and be able to get to our social networks and get the word out. And we were able to kind of mobilize and get things together. And then there was, uh, so able to work with us and then also work with other small groups of Indigenous lawyers that were mobilizing and seeing where we could really connect people to really just get the word out. So we were able to, in around 48 hours, get 400 signatures of active lawyers and 124 of non-active lawyers, professors, uh, students at law, legal organizations that felt strongly. And really it was about creating awareness to let people know about this meeting and really what was behind the petition. Let's let's just back up and talk about the course itself. It's called The Path. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? What? How long is it? How intensive is it? What is the content of it? So The Path is... Uh, it was a it was a free course offered to a gift to the lawyers really uh, about the uh, about the history of Indigenous people in Canada. It takes about five hours to get to go through. You can't fail it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it was developed by Envision, uh, and they use the path across Canada for different organizations, and they tailor it to the organization. And so it was this version was tailored to the Alberta Law Society to have Alberta based history. Uh, and le- like, and to really target lawyers. And so there's information about the history, uh, what's the treaties about self-government agreements, about First Nations, Inuit, Métis, and the difference between status and nonsense, information with the Indian Act, but also uh, current things like um, Colton Bushi case, murdered missing Indigenous women, uh, talks about land. And so it's really uh, an entry-level education to Indigenous people uh, in Canada. So it really was, uh, it was just the entry level for people that had no information, no background. Um, okay. 
couple of things. First of all, why is it important? Why do you think this education is something that lawyers should be required to take? Well, lawyers, uh, lawyers, we are part of this justice system. We shape this justice system that we work in. The history and treatment of Indigenous peoples in Canada by the legal system, including this profession, warrants the requirements mm-hmm. for those who practice law in Canada to be educated in that history. Like, the justice system wasn't made with Indigenous people. It was made to keep Indigenous people in a box and to keep us on reserves and all of those things. So justice was not kind to us. And the history of Canada in law is not just common law and civil law. And so it's important to recognize that history, respect that history, and educate ourselves on it. We have an obligation to do that. Now, you mentioned something that I think is important. This was a program that's done nationally, right? This is not exclusive to Alberta. In fact, it's not even exclusive to Canada. It's done in a lot of places around the world, this kind of continuing education, specifically around Indigenous issues within the justice system, right? I mean, this is not new. No, this is not new. Uh, the path has been around before then. The CBA response, uh, had the path available. The University of Alberta created a free course called Indigenous Canada, which is a much more in-depth course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had that course, and they were it was offered to people for free as part of reconciliation to get that information. So the inform- this is not new. The, the courts have been saying for years uh, that pe- lawyers need to know about Indigenous history and bring at like in criminal law. So case law is there. It's been stated. Um, the TRC, the work that they did was a five-year truth-seeking information, and two of the commissioners were lawyers, one who was a retired judge now. In terms of continuing education, mandatory continuing education for lawyers, are there other courses that are mandatory for lawyers in Alberta that they must, I mean, updating your your education and staying current, it, it happens in most professional societies, but is there other mandatory components within the Law Society of Alberta? Uh, for CPD? Yeah. No. We are the least regulated province okay. when it comes to CPD. One of the least regulated province when it comes to CPD. The only requirement for CPD in Alberta is this free course that lawyers have 18 months to do. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, so there's no other mandated, um, I don't know, other visible minorities, sexual orientation, anything like that. It's just Indigenous that is the mandatory education component. Yes. Again, yeah. if you want to become a lawyer, like if you want to have an article student, you have to take a principal course. It's one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah. If you yeah. want to operate a trust account, you have to take like there's requirements under the trust accounting rules. But other than that, there's you have to take CPLED to become a lawyer. When you take a look at the way this whole thing happened and the way that it unfolded, it started with fifty-one uh, signing the petition. There was eight hundred sixty-four votes in favor, but overwhelmingly, you know, four hundred signed the counter petition. More than twenty-six hundred voted saying, "No, no, no! This education is valuable to us as lawyers." That's got to be gratifying, right? Yeah, it's not every day we get to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so today we got, yesterday we got a win and it, and it feels good. Outside my office during that call, during that two hour session, I was 15 law students, 15 Indigenous law students outside my office in our lobby. Uh, they were having, me- having their own meeting about, for their, uh, student organization, but they were eagerly waiting. They'd come in and be like, what's it now? What's going on now? And so this for them shows that this practice of law, this space is a, values them, values their history, mm-hmm. values their identity, and that it is we are creating safe places for people. And we are creating space for Indigenous people 
not just in all areas, but in law, where it's really important. Where if I walk into a courtroom, people still think I'm lost. <laughs> they don't think I'm there being the lawyer. So it's really important and valuable, especially when I think about those students and how they were, it was like waiting for these results. That could really have an effect on whether they continue in law school. Yeah. There's an interesting question on the text line, and it's something I never thought of. Um, you know, when we're talking about the justice system, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I understand exactly why this course is important. But somebody's saying, well, what about if you're a real estate lawyer? You're never involved in criminal justice or anything like that. Do they require this course? And is there value to them in taking a course like this as well? There is value. Everybody should be taking the sure. course. Because if we're interacting with Indigenous people, it's not, we don't just interact with... Indigenous people are not just people of poverty. That's what, And we are strong sovereign nations. And guess what? I have, I'm a homeowner. I would like a realtor that understood yeah, my yeah. thing. I, what if I want to? What if a, a band wants to purchase some some land, or a major organization wants to expand their settlement? So we need lawyers in all aspects of law to understand Indigenous history, to understand the nuances of the Indian Act and Métis legislation and and self government agreements. Uh, because you can, we we write wills, we <laughs> we have banks, we buy houses, we have children, we. All of these things that we encounter, we have to. We it's important that everybody understands and has a basic understanding. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I'm glad I asked the question, and uh, your answer cleared it up perfectly for me. Corn, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.